SAFM Sports Wrap. It's exactly half past six on a Thursday night. It is SAFM Sports Wrap, and I am Brad Brown. It's good to have you with us. Thank you to the Money Web team. They're back again tomorrow evening at uh, six o'clock. Coming up on tonight's show, big deal uh, for Sascock and the South African athletes that will be heading to the 2016 Rio Olympic Games. We'll hear from the Minister of Sport and Recreation, Fakil Mbalula, as well as the CFO of Saskok, Vinesh Maharaj. We'll have the next in our series of Did You Know Moments in the build-up to those Rio Olympics. We'll preview tomorrow's uh, opening one-day international between the Proteas and the West Indies as part of that triangular series in the West Indies. And we'll also head to Paris for some uh, French Open action with Chris Bowers. That's all coming up between now and 6.30 this evening. But let's look at some of the stories making news headlines I can tell you that uh, Novak Djokovic is through to the men's semi-finals we'll get more on that from Chris uh, Serena Williams was in a bit of trouble as well we'll find out what's happened in that clash a little bit later on Netball South Africa today announced the squad for the three test series against Wales in Durban from the 17th to the 19th of June it features three new caps Gauteng's Jaguars Jeannie Stain as well as Northwest Flames as Renske Stoltz and Sigrid Berger are the new faces in the team set to be captained by Mareka Holthausen and uh, with the experienced Bongim Somi as vice-captain. Spa Proteas beat Wales in last year's Netball World Cup in Sydney and coach Norma Plummer believes her new squad has what it takes to win this series as well. Well, we played him at um, the World Champ and I think we had a reasonable com- comfortable win but it's like everything else. You don't take your eye off the ball. You have to make sure that... Um, you go out and play your best netball and that's what we certainly will be aiming to do because at this stage you don't know how much improvement Wales have had. Uh, a lot of their players play in their English league which is certainly growing as as well and so you know we've got to be mindful that um, on any given day you've got to put it out there but I think we've got a team that is versatile enough to take on any challenge. On to football now and Supersport United officially announced the signings of midfielder Renilwele Solonyane and defender Keegan Ritchie from Kaiser Chiefs today. The pair have reunited with former Chiefs coach Stuart Baxter at Matatanta. Midfielder Solonyane signed a two-year contract with United following eight years at Naturina while Ritchie joins as part of a swap involving fellow fullback Sibusiso Kumalo. Amazulu general manager uh, Lunga Sokera has confirmed that veteran striker Siabonga Nomvete will remain at the club next season. News out of England, Gary Monk has been named as the new manager of Leeds United with the former Swansea City boss taking over on a one-year rolling contract. Former Burnley and Bolton boss Owen Coyle has been appointed as the new manager of Blackburn Rovers on a two-year contract. In European news, Barcelona have confirmed that right-back Dani Alves will leave the club during the transfer window, while attacking midfielder Denis Suarez uh, returns uh, to Barcelona from Villarreal during that window as well. In rugby news now, Ireland have called up Craig Gilroy, Matt Healy, Ian Madigan and Tienan O'Halloran to their squad for the Tour of South Africa. The quartet replace injured Luke Fitzgerald, Dave Kearney, John Sexton and uh, Johnny Sexton and Rob Kearney. In domestic rugby, Bulls prop Marcel Fanamad will join French club Toulon at the end of the Super Rugby season, while wing Jumbo Ulengo and prop Pierre Skuman have been now have extended their contracts and will stay in Pretoria until October 2018. Good news for the Stormers ahead of this weekend Super Rugby clash. They uh, will see the return of fly half Robert Dupre and utility back Yaku Tata from injury.
There's a four-way tie at the leads uh, on the top of the leaderboard of the Nordia Masters. Clement Perato, Andrew Johnson, Sebastian Gross and Scott Henry all share the lead after an opening round five under par. They are a group of players just one off the pace on four under. That includes Lee Westwood and Ross Fisher. Hayden Porteous is the leading South African. He's tied for 10th on three under. In other golf news, U.S. Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump reacted angrily after learning that the golf tournament uh, that was hosted at one of his courses has been moved to Mexico. The PGA Tour couldn't find a sponsor to hold the 27 World Golf Championships at Trump's Doral course in Miami. Uh, Trump said the PGA had put profit ahead of thousands of American jobs. Rory McIlroy saw the humor in it. Uh, it's quite ironic that we're going to Mexico after being a trial, uh, but... Uh, we just jump over the wall. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, but it's. I mean, we, you know, we've been going down to Mexico. Whether it's been a World Cup or the Champions Tour, we go down there. We have the PGA Tour, Latino America. Um, so I think it's a good move. I, I think it, it really is. Well, coming up next year on SFM Sports Wrap, we'll head to Paris to find out what's happening in the French Open. SAFM Sports Wrap. Chris Bowers joins us now. Chris, uh, 25 to 6, we were chatting uh, about the men's draw, and you mentioned to us that Serena Williams is in a bit of trouble. How are things looking in that match? Well, she came through it, but she was within five points of defeat against Yulia Putin-Saver um, from, well, I say Russia. It's, she's actually close to Kazakhstan, but she was born uh, in Moscow and grew up as a Russian. Uh, she's one of the smallest players on the tour. She's very, very feisty, which doesn't make her popular with everybody, but she used that feistiness to show no fear of Serena Williams. And she fought all the way through the first set, which she then took by seven games to five. And she was uh, doing extremely well. She had a point to lead 5-4 in the second set, but once Williams had taken it, she held her for 5-4, broke Putin Saver on a double fault take the second set, and then the third set was all Serena Williams. So it was not a bad uh, display by Williams, but she was just up against a really, really determined opponent, and that may prove to be the toughest opponent she comes up against in this tournament. The other ladies' uh, quarterfinal that was uh, scheduled for today is also concluded. How did that one go? Well, it's a remarkable one for Kiki Burtons, um, who has uh, beaten Timir Bashinsky. I mean, there's, there's a sort of general rule of thumb on the tour, and that's that if a player plays a low-ranking tournament the week before a major, then they're not really taking the major that seriously. And this has been completely turned on its head, because Burton's played the tournament in Nuremberg. She won it, both in singles and doubles, and is now in the semi-finals of her first major. Stan Wawrinka played the tournament before um, in Geneva the week before the French. He's in the men's semi-finals. And Dominic Thiem uh, won the tournament in Nice the week before the French Open, and he's in the semi-finals on a nine-match uh, unbeaten run. He now plays Novak Djokovic, so it's likely to end. He's probably um, feeling his legs a little bit at the moment and probably mentally tired as well. But, you know, remarkable run for all those three, given that they won tournaments the week before. Yeah, absolutely. Chris Bowers, thank you very much for that from Paris. And, uh, yeah, those two men's semi-finals have concluded today as well. Uh, as you heard, Novak Djokovic, Victoria Sowers, uh, Damon Thiem, and uh, they'll clash in the semis. They've got the day off tomorrow after all the rain delays, but they'll be back on court on Saturday. On, uh, yeah, they'll play on Saturday. So that's it uh, for the tennis. Uh, coming up next, we'll find out uh, what the latest is from Sasko. Good news for South African sport. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader, and uh, with the Rio Olympic Games approaching, some exciting news. Uh, Telcom going to be partnering with Sascock to sponsor 
South African Rio athletes. It is good news. And we join now by the CFO of SASCOC, uh, Vinesh Maharaj. Vinesh, welcome on to uh, SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thanks for, for your time tonight. This is good news indeed for South African sport. Yes, it is. Uh, I think it, uh, it's starting to build momentum through the Rio Games. So it's exciting for us. Vinesh, the scope of uh, this deal and, and what it means for athletes at the end of the day, can you elaborate a little bit more? Well, I think there's two parts to the deal. One is uh, supporting the team uh, to the Rio Games, and secondly is the uh, partnership in terms of the, uh, funding the Partners for Gold, which is the medal incentives program for the athletes. And essentially it's an incentive program where athletes can benefit if they medal at the Games. But yes, that second part of the program with, uh, with talking of a, a pool of money that, that the athletes have got, got access to if they do medal, is that, that similar to uh, the, the, the previous sort of, I don't want to call it a campaign, but the, the same sort of thing was done in, in the past, at, uh, if I do believe it, it, it was the London Games? Uh, yes, the London Games, uh, except the concept was slightly different. Uh, in the London Games, uh, we had the incentives for gold, silver, and uh, bronze, whereas here we have actually created a pool uh, in which the athletes will obviously share based on gold, silver, and bronze, but it's, it's basically a shared approach, and there would be a formula to calculate that, uh, depending on the number of athletes that actually medal in both categories. Fantastic. As far as the support for, for the athletes and the team itself, is it is it financial support to get them to Rio? Is it, uh, I mean, obviously it's not too far to go, just over two months to the start of the game. So uh, from a, a logistical support uh, perspective in the build-up to the games, is this just around the Rio Olympics? That's correct. That's correct. It, it, it's basically, uh, it's going to complement the uh, current funding that we have. And it would certainly uh, assist in terms of obviously now putting some luxuries together as well for the team. Fantastic. Uh, as far as the, the, the Olympics, thinking just after the Games, well, Paralympics, does this apply to, to both the, the South African Olympic and Paralympic team? Correct. Correct. It, it's uh, a venture that's both for the Olympics and the Paralympics. And as you're aware, uh, Telcom had been a sponsor of the Olympics uh, previously, their last Olympics was the Athens 2004 Games, and then subsequently they would been involved with the Paralympics uh, for 2008 and uh, 2012. It's quite an operation. I mean, I'm looking at some of the, the figures, uh, expecting 230 athletes to travel across to, to South America. I mean, that's no, no small sort of feat. It's uh, obviously from a logistics point of view and financial point of view, it takes a, a lot of money in, in order to, to make that happen. Correct. It does. Uh, it does, uh, and it, it takes a lot of uh, 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 quite a bit of planning as well uh, in in terms of ensuring that the logistics are smooth for all the athletes. As far as that pool goes, I mean, I mean, what I know it's probably difficult to put figures on it, but if an athlete goes to Rio and wins gold, I mean, what could they potentially be earning uh, as a, as a sort of bonus with that that pool finish? Uh, at this stage, it's difficult to say. Uh, I think once we get into the working out the formulas, we'll be able to actually give you more uh, insight in terms of what those numbers could look like. 
Fantastic. Uh, it is good news indeed. I, I think uh, our South African athletes, and I'm sure you'd agree with me, they deserve uh, all, all the help they can get. Is there a possibility of, of this becoming a long-term relationship? And I, and I think of the, 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 the OPEC sort of program that, that many of the athletes are on and, and, and the much-needed funding that various athletes and federations need between Olympic Games. It's all good and well celebrating the athletes that have qualified. But uh, do you believe that we need to look at, at other avenues to, to support athletes between games to get more athletes to the games in better shape so we could possibly win more medals? I think this is a journey. Uh, I think Telcom have obviously identified the niche and uh, with partnering the Olympic and Paralympic teams. Uh, so they're a great supporter of both uh, teams. Uh, and I think it's a journey that we, we need to continue with them uh, to build on and to, to actually look at a long-term uh, uh partnership uh, and also uh, you know one needs to actually grow all the athletes uh, because fundamentally I think in every athlete it's a dream to be at the Olympic Games and to participate at the Olympic Games uh, winning is one of those as well Vinesh is this deal just in place until after the Rio Games or, or is there something set in stone beyond is, is it a short term contract it is definitely a short-term contract, uh, but we're already exploring what what kind of partnership we want for the long term as well. I believe uh, Minister of Sport and Recreation for Kilian Balula had a, a, a tongue-in-cheek comment made about uh, we, we're now powered by Custer Semenya speed as opposed to, to bold speeds. Uh, it's, I think it's good news that uh, one of our parastatals supporting our own athletes. I think it's very good news. I think uh, it's important for, the, uh, for parastatals to get behind the team. Uh, it's an opportunity for them to to get behind the team, so they they've done their bit now. Well, Vinesh Maharaj, CFO of uh, Sascock, thank you so much for your time this evening here on SAFM Sports Track. Much appreciated. Congratulations on the deal, and let's hope that it does benefit the athletes because those are the guys and girls who have put in uh, hours and hours of blood, sweat, and tears, and uh, they deserve all the help they can get uh, representing every single one of us uh, at the Rio Olympic Games. Thanks for your time tonight. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Well, staying with that story, Minister of Sport and Recreation Fakile Mbalula says the sponsorship by Telcom of the South African Olympic team will hopefully encourage the country's top athletes to do well at the upcoming Rio Olympic Games, as they've already proven during the course of this year with their strong performances in various sporting codes. Telcom have announced that a sponsorship of 8 million rand towards Team South Africa, with half of the amount said to be going towards incentives for those athletes who medal and break world records in Rio. The multi-million rand sponsorship was announced at Telcom's head offices in Centurion. Preparation Olympics have long been done. Uh, the, the figures of athletes going to the Olympics that Mr. Reddy has announced here have long been completed. And we know that there are many other athletes in our country who want to go to the Olympics. But uh, you don't just wake up and say, I want to be there. There are standards that you've got to meet so that you go and compete and make our country. I mean, proud among other nations in the world. And I know for a fact that there are many other youngsters and uh, athletes who wanted to reach Rio. Because to be in the Olympics is the dream of every young South African, every child, every athlete. That is the ultimate goal of every athlete who wake up and train and win. And South Africa, we pride ourselves as a winning nation. You will have seen this past weekend, our athletes conquering the mighty Congress Marathon. 
and coming out tops, and that tells the story. South Africa is a country of winners, the country uh, of uh, people who believe in endurance and uh, representing their country and making us proud. And over and above that, our athletes break records. You know, what was said by the Russians, we defeated once in the Congress Marathon. So, Telcom, you partner with a bunch of winners, not a bunch of mediocres. So, the people you are partnering with, like you say in your slogan of bold speech, I'm happy we don't talk bold speech, we talk Kaskasimenia speech. We Fadikel speech, Anasso Tobotoana speech. We are going to defeat the same bold very soon. So that we can be on those billboards of Chelsea. Mbalula revealed that the incentives of the athletes participating at the Olympics and the Paralympics will be the same and is confident that Team South Africa will come back with an impressive medal haul from both events in Rio. Every time I look around, I see now in the billboards our athletes, Kasta Semenya and them, for the work that they do. And I can assure you that these young stars, with all the support that they have, which is not too much support, they've done their best to represent South Africa. And I think we are proud of them, and we are proud of Telcom, government company, with a good turnaround um, in terms of revenue. We're no longer talking about Telcom that is going down, we're talking about Telcom that's going up. And when you do that, you partner with Sasko, it's going to be up and up uh, going forward. And we're very proud with this announcement because it comes from one of our own and to support our athletes to go to Rio and conquer. And this is what this is all about. And we are here today to say that to our athletes, you go do better, you will be rewarded. You know the minister rewards handsome uh, in terms of rewards from Olympics. And that will be equal between the Paralympics uh, and also, I know this equality thing. And I'm happy that there are also women who brought us medals from Athens when we were accepted back and the, the trajectory has been going up. The only slowdown was in Beijing, where we only came back with one medal. And I hope now we'll come with a couple of medals and make South Africa proud. And as you do so, we've got Telcom behind us, supporting us and making it a point that our athletes bring back Mbalula urged corporate South Africa to get involved in sports sponsorship and keep alive the dream of many young South Africans of becoming stars in the sporting world. Mbalula said that Team South Africa must aim to do better than they did in London and he's hopeful that the 10 medal set by Saskok is realistic. I'm very happy when corporate South Africa walked the talk. Telcom could have sponsored anybody, but Telcom's role in sports is not only noticeable today, has been there and even other things. And that is good because if you support sport, you support nation building. You support social cohesion. Because our youngsters and our nation want to become a nation of dreamers. And youngsters who don't suffer from legend helplessness. They need role models. And the only way they can get role models is through sport. And that is what we talk about when we talk about social cohesion. So if you invest in sport, you mitigate the circumstances of those who find themselves in the periphery of unemployment and hopelessness. To 
say that don't give up, you too can be suffered. And in this particular sense, when you support our athletes, you support our role models. And this is what it is all about. Because these athletes are not people of plastic, they are not fake, they are real people. And they wake up every day in the morning, five o'clock, go and train, and that win us medals and accolades. And we want our national anthem to be same on the podium of IFLs like we did in London. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. Well, earlier this week, we started our countdown towards the Rio Olympic Games that are taking place uh, in August this year. I'm pretty excited, and we continue our series of Did You Know Moments here on SAFM Sports Wrap. And today, we hear about the story of Vilma Rudolph. Circumstance was heavily stacked against Wilma Rudolph ever since she was born. Her father worked as a porter on railroad cars and her mother cleaned houses six days a week, leaving the older siblings to care for the sickly baby who had come into the world prematurely. At birth, the 20th of 22 children weighed only 2.2 kilograms and she temporarily lost the use of her left leg after contracting polio at the age of four. Wilma survived the illness but had to wear a leg brace until she was eight. The doctors recommended routine massage therapy for the limb and thanks to her mother and some of the older children helping her to massage her leg, she regained her strength in the leg. After five years of treatment, Wilma astounded her doctors when she removed her leg braces and started walking by herself. She soon joined her brothers and sisters in playing basketball and running street races against other children her age. When she was 14, she caught the eye of the legendary coach at the Tennessee State University, Ed Temple, and in four seasons of high school athletics, she never lost a race. At the age of 16, Wilma Rudolph qualified for the 1956 Olympic Games in Melbourne and won a bronze medal as a member of the USA 4x100m relay team. She missed the 1958 season through the birth of her first child and suffered an interruption of her running career when she pulled a leg muscle. By the 1960 season, she had recovered from her injuries and, after breaking the world records in both the 100m and 200m sprints, she went on to the Rome Olympics. She equaled the world record in winning the 100m broke the Olympic record while running the gold medal in the 200m and came from behind to help her team win the 4x100m relay, setting a new world record. She was inducted in the USA Olympic Hall of Fame and died in 1994 of a brain tumor. With just 64 days to go to the start of the Rio Olympics, that was another one of our Did You Know series. We'll be playing out one a day right through until the start of the Olympics. Another one for you tomorrow here on SAFM Sports Wrap. SAFM Sports Wrap You're listening to SAFM Sports Wrap and I don't know about you but I'm quite looking forward to having some international cricket to watch uh, from this weekend the Proteas get their triangular series underway against uh, the West Indies Uh, the Aussies also playing in that series and uh, it all gets underway tomorrow evening with the Proteas uh, in Guyana we join now by former Protea Paul Adams Uh, Paul welcome Uh, thanks for your time this evening on SAFM Sports Wrap Good evening. Paul, it's been a while since the Proteas played in uh, in the West Indies. Uh, it's going to be a, a tough task. I mean, it's not the easiest of, of places to tour. Yeah, it's uh, always a while there. But it's, for me, it's always an exciting tour. West Indian cricket is, is on the eye, um, especially of the, the T20 victory. Um, so this is the short format of a game which they specialize in. And, 
and really has some explosive players to to an offer. Yeah, I mean, you talk about those players. They've got they've got a handful of players in that team that can single handedly uh, just wrestle a game away from the opposition, and uh, and any one of them can fire in the day. They they blow hot and cold many times, but when they blow hot, they are very hot. The approaches, particularly the bowling attack, is is going to have to take care. Yeah, look, um, I think both teams have, have, have had a bit of a break. They've had some warm-up games leading into this, this triangular. And also quite nice playing in the triangular. I haven't seen that for a while as well with Australia, you know. Um, and that West Indian side, Karen Pollard, recalled back into the 50-over setup. Um, it's also a, a surprise call-up and after they've really been left out. So there's maybe a change in thinking about their team and that's so it's there's some young players in there as well that they they look to to blood and and grow within that 50 over format. So for South Africa it could be a tough task. South Africa is probably on the same line of footing as well with some exciting prospects of of Chris Morris who's had some good 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 IPL form and uh, and as well as the birth of uh, Wayne Bonnell coming back into that series. It's, it's a big one for him to into international cricket as well. You mentioned uh, Tipper Morrison and Wayne Quanell, the two two bowlers, but uh, the West Indies, from a bowling conditions perspective, often the pitches are quite flat. They do take quite a bit of spin. Do you think South African spinners are going to have a, a big role to play in the series? I think in West Indies, always big, massive role. Um, and we've got the, the likes of uh, Imi Tahiri that's there. This one has always been a good thing to use against the West Indies. Um, and to Shamsi, who's, uh, he has a great domestic season last year. And I've, I've always kept an eye on him. He's something different. He's a Chinaman bowler, like I was. And it's, and it's just something different that South Africa's got to offer now these days. And, and, and really to give him a go. Um, the mystery around that is, is always a key factor, especially in the shortest format. Looking at the South African batting lineup, Paul, we, we chat about it so often around this protest. I mean, we've got class in that top five, top six. Uh, we, we do need them to fire. I mean, we've, we've seen what they can do and how explosive the, the likes of, of Hashim Amla can be and, and A.B. de Villiers. I mean, they can also tear apart any bowling attack. But they, they at times have looked vulnerable under pressure in the last season or so. I mean, you look at in the T20 uh, World Cup, how, how we struggled there. But, uh, I mean, there is class. They just need to, to, to pull things together. And, and again, the protest can beat anybody on the day. Yeah, any day. Um, because, look, they've got that key players. Uh, just for me, is when those key players don't perform, but they're giving the likes of Riley Russell, Farhan Bahadi now, the, maybe the go-ahead more to a, a, a more middle-order role um, and what they can do and take the, the game forward. Um, so the test is always there when a few wickets have gone down and can we rebuild, can we handle that pressure and, and really absorb and still build a substantial innings. So for South Africa, it's a, it's a look at that. Um, it's tried now without David Miller in there, who hasn't been there for, he's been left out for the series. Um, but we still do possess a lot of class within that batting lineup, but just making them click and making them move around and, and play in those special situations. These triangular series, it's important to get off on, on a winning start. What are you hoping to see from the protest tomorrow? Look, Guyana is probably, the pitch can be a bit on the slow side, can't take turns, so, I'm not, it, it, it's also a lot of a few of the guys haven't been playing. They've got a, they had a long IPL season. So it's just a matter of getting them up, getting them moving, getting them going. And hopefully South Africa is, is on the right footing at the start there. Because um, you don't want to give that West Indian side any little momentum. Um, they, they'll just keep that ball rolling as the, as the series progresses.
And the Aussies, uh, I mean, they are also coming through a bit of a, a phase of, of transition. We, we take them on in our first game next week, but they, I mean, they're also a dangerous outfit. You can't you can't discount an Australian team ever. Yeah, no, they also got like Mitchell Stark is on his way back. He's been in out with injury, so it will actually be interesting to see how he comes back in, into the fold again. Um, it's been a real star for them, especially in the first over format, the way he swings the ball and then also his death bowling. So um, the Australian side is a formidable team. Um, that's why I'm saying it, it's just a mouth-watering encounter just to get back into international cricket off the South Africa. They had a bit of a break um, and it makes an exciting one. You know, it starts at a good time for South Africa. You come home from work um, <laughs> and you can chill and have some supper and watch some good cricket. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, Paul. You, you're not sitting at home having supper. You're standing pitch side. Uh, you've, got, you've got a little one at soccer practice. Your daughter, tell us about the team she plays for. Yeah, my son, he's playing the Ridge uh, Football Club, yeah, so, yeah, no, it's, it's cold winter nights, eh, out here. <laughs> <laughs> Supporting like a true dad, Paul Adams, thank you so much uh, for your time this evening here on SAFN Sport Trap. Is he a decent, is he a decent enough footballer? Yeah, no, he's only, he's only seven years old, so no, no expectations yet, but a lot of fun. <laughs> I love it. Paul Adams, thanks for your time this evening, much appreciated, enjoy the cricket, and we look forward to catching up again soon. Thank you, thank you. SAFM Sports Wrap. That's it for SAFM Sports Wrap tonight. We're back again tomorrow, although I won't be. John Kerrick is standing in for me tomorrow. Uh, I'll be back again on Monday. Have yourself a superb weekend. Uh, Make sure it is a sporting one and stay tuned to SAFM. Janet Whitten will have more sport for you tomorrow morning.